the question is to explain the effects of positive pressure ventilation on cardiac output. So the structure will be to first discuss the uh, the different phases of the respiratory cycle, so inspiration and expiration, and the, the effects of positive pressure ventilation on each, followed by then a summary of the overall effects of PPV on the right and left ventricles, and then a brief discussion of the different kind of disease states and, and how these might change the uh, the cardiovascular effects of positive, of positive pressure ventilation. So to start with, there's two main phases of the respiratory cycle. So that's inspiration and expiration. In inspiration, the whole flow chart starts from raised intrathoracic pressure. So there's increased intrathoracic pressure, which results in increased alveolar pressure. In the early phase of inspiration with PPV, there's emptying of the pulmonary vasculature, which results in a small, um, in a small autotransfusion of blood from the pulmonary vasculature into the left ventricle. So essentially that results in a brief increase in left ventricular preload. However, after that, the increased, in the increased alveolar pressure results in an increased pulmonary vascular resistance, which then has some downstream effects. The increased pulmonary vascular resistance results in an increase in the right ventricular afterload. Um, because there's increased pressure in the, pulmonary in the pulmonary vasculature, there's more pressure that the right ventricle needs to contract against. That then results in an increase in the right ventricular pressure, which then transmits back up into the right atrial pressure, which results in a decrease in venous return. Because, of course, venous return is equal to mean systolic filling pressure minus right atrial pressure all over resistance to venous return. So that's number one. So we've got decreased venous return. Following on from that increase in right ventricular afterload, there's also an increase in the right ventricular end systolic volume, which is essentially another way of saying that there's decrease of right ventricular ejection fraction. And then that results in a leftward displacement of the intraventricular septum. The displacement of the IV septum into the towards the left results in a decrease in left ventricular compliance, which then causes a decrease in left ventricular output. Also, because the right ventricle has a decreased output, that will also cause a decrease in left ventricular preload, resulting in decreased left ventricular output. So in summary so far, we have increased alveolar pressure, transiently increasing left ventricular preload by emptying the pulmonary vasculature, then after that, re resulting in a decrease in the right ventricular output, um, which then affects the left ventricle by displacing the IV septum and also decreasing left ventricular preload. And there's also the effect of decreased venous return from increased right atrial pressure. Aside from all of that about the pulmonary Al the alveolar pressure, there's also the direct effect of the increased intrathoracic pressure by increasing the pressure gradient from the thorax into the abdomen, therefore increasing the pressure gradient for LV ejection. That causes a decrease in the transmural pressure because the left ventricle doesn't have to work as hard in order to eject blood. That then results in decreased um, LV wall tension via Laplace's law. Um, and that results in an increase in the left ventricular contractility. And we'll come back to this later because that's the effect of using positive pressure ventilation on a failing heart and why we would use it in heart failure. So that's inspiration. So the grand total sum of inspiration is essentially a small decrease in left ventricular output, which would occur with a normal heart. Um, moving on to expiration. 
the process of expiration will start with a decrease in the intrathoracic pressure, which initially allows for a re-expansion of the pulmonary vasculature to a normal size. Uh, that occurs because of a essentially a release of that positive pressure um, occurring in inspiration. That results in an increase in pulmonary vascular capacitance because that pulmonary vasculature is able to now accept the blood that's coming from the right side without having the compression of the um, of the alveolus itself. That results in a decrease in pulmonary vascular resistance. So in the early phase, that results in a slight decrease in left ventricular preload. However, after you know, shortly after, you get a decrease in the right ventricular afterload, which means that the right ventricle can then improve its output. And with that improved right ventricular output, you then get an improvement in the left ventricular preload. So then you get increased left ventricular output. In addition to all of that, the decreased intrathoracic pressure then offsets that um, the negative aspects of venous return and so the right atrial pressure normalizes, venous return resumes um, and then that contributes to improved right ventricular output, therefore again increase the LV preload, increase LV output. So that's it for expiration and inspiration. The overall effects of that are then broken down, so the overall effects of positive pressure ventilation are broken down into the right ventricle and the left ventricle with respect to both preload and afterload. In the right ventricle, the main effect is that you'll get a decrease in preload and an increase in afterload. The decreased preload is because increased intrathoracic pressure means increased right atrial pressure means decreased venous return, so low preload. The increased afterload in the right ventricle is because the alveolar pressure results in an increased pulmonary artery pressure and therefore an increased afterload for the RV. In terms of the left ventricle, there's a decrease in preload directly due to a decrease in right ventricular output and also a decrease in afterload because of the increased intrathoracic versus intra-abdominal pressure, meaning that there's an easier gradient for the left ventricle to push against. So the overall effect of that on left ventricular function in a normal heart, and the examiner's report says this as well, in a normal young healthy heart, the addition of positive pressure ventilation will result in a small decrease in left ventricular output because of that decrease in preload, which is more significant than the decrease in afterload because the normal heart sits on an appropriate spot on the Frank Starling curve and isn't affected significantly by a high afterload. However, in a poor a poorly functioning LV, for example, someone with congestive cardiac failure, they'll either get potentially no change, but potentially an increase in their left ventricular output because that decreased afterload takes pressure off the heart because of a decreased transmural LV pressure. So because the heart sits in essentially a positive pressure ventilated box, which is the lungs, there's decreased transmural pressure across the left ventricle, meaning that the left ventricle has to do less work to achieve the same output. Um, there's also a couple of extra scenarios that are mentioned in the examiner's report. So the addition of PEEP as well as high ventilating pressures will further decrease LV preload because of further constriction of that pulmonary vasculature, therefore increasing the um, RV afterload and therefore decreasing RV output. And so you get a further decrease in the LV preload. You also have a state of hypovolemia 
with positive pressure ventilation whereby you'll get a significant drop in your cardiac output because the heart is unable to compensate for that decreased venous return because the volume is so low, therefore the central venous pressure is so low um, and you'll get a significant decrease in cardiac output as a result of that. So that's everything. So in summary, positive pressure ventilation, most of the effects are as a result of increased intrathoracic pressure. In inspiration, that intrathoracic pressure causes two things, increased alveolar pressure as well as an increased pressure gradient for the heart to be able to push out against, but the net effect is usually decreased LV output unless there is a disease sick heart where we're using it in heart failure. In expiration, the decrease in the intrathoracic pressure usually results then in a reversal of the um, pulmonary pressures, allowing the right ventricle to resume working and then providing an improvement in LV output but obviously the main effect is going to be an inspiration. And that's everything.